Rebound. 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 Hello, Brooklyn. This is the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode 96. And we down. We down to get this right, Padre. What it do? We down to clown, uh, episode 96. And, Padnam, we got to make some Western Conference NBA picks, my dude. Wow. That's uh, that's lyrically insane right there. And I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling the flow you got today, Padre. That's right. I'm naughty by naturing over here. Feel my flow, son. Um, you know, I'm excited. Uh, I was excited yesterday when we did the uh, Eastern Conference uh, picks and preview. And that was a day removed from the NBA season actually starting. Now we're on that very day. And uh, it tips off tonight with an Eastern Conference uh, tilt, Knicks-Cavs butt. And, uh, of course, yeah. Cavs get their rings and hang the banner. But after that, a little later down the line, uh, around the 10, 1030 hours, we got two Western Conference matches, so... Uh, Getting both conferences going today. Those matches going on, uh, and then today's schedule is, as you mentioned, you got your Cleveland Cavaliers going against the New Yorker Knicks. You got you got the Joe Johnson led Utah Jazz against the Portland Trailblazing Blazers, and then Spurs Warriors. All exciting games on tonight. Yeah, huge uh, Spurs Warriors match start the season do you like that they're having such a big game uh, first game of the season yeah the only other bigger game i thought would be was like clippers versus golden state because they have a really heated rivalry spurs definitely yeah. is one of the top teams in the nba no matter what tim duncan there or not they're still one of the best uh but let's get into the western conference let's right, sure. where are you where are we starting pacific or somewhere else uh what do you what do you feel i'll let you i'll let you decide padre I, uh, I have my page on Pacific uh, Conference already, so let's do that. I, I mean, we might as well start with Golden State, no? Yeah, uh, the reigning uh, Western Conference champions. That's right. And, uh, and um, I don't know if you heard about this yet, but it's a little-known fact that the Warriors actually had the best record ever last year, uh, had the unanimous MVP, Stephen Curry, um, had a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals to looking to repeat back-to-back championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and what ended up happening is they, they blew a 3-1 lead in the finals for the first time uh, that anyone's ever done that. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did hear about it, and I also watched Just it. Just making sure. I watched it. I, I think there's a little bit of not – like, I don't think you're being humble about this, but, you know, you have every right to be, as Cleveland Cavaliers are the champions, which a statement probably would never mm-hmm. never thought to be told or heard of where the Cavs mm-hmm. are the champs, but – Congrats to the land, um, and the Warriors are a little pissed off, so they decided to add another MVP and Durantula to the mix. Yeah. How do you get better than the best uh, regular season record of all time? Like, how do you actually do that? Well, I don't know if they will. Uh, that's what we're going to decide, right? Just like we did with the East, we're going to uh, make our prediction for how many wins, right? Yep, and then, so, uh, yep. And then the... Maybe just check the over under to see and look how up what it what it has in Vegas, but yeah. we haven't looked up uh, we haven't looked up what these are already, so we don't no. know, right? Right. I you looked it up. No, I did not. I, no, I did not. Okay. So um, the question, I guess, of the Warriors. So obviously, adding Durant, they they have an all star team. If they didn't already, they really do now. But uh, two issues I I would pose to to maybe um, maybe they'll slide back in record just a bit, and you know if they're gonna 
tie or beat the record. That's another. That's another uh, record. Saying the word record too much, it's confusing. But so they lost uh, Bogut um, and uh, Festus Azalea as well. Is obviously not as important. But they don't really have the big man anymore. So that's one thing. And uh, when Bogut went out at the end of the the past few finals games, they did lose. Um, they bring in David West, but he's pretty well past his prime. Mm-hmm. They don't have a true center. Um, that's one thing I'd posit. Another thing is working Duran and how long does it take for them to get in rhythm? Yeah, they look, by all accounts, they've looked good already in the preseason, so maybe they'll just go right into it. But, you know, there's a lot of people that, uh, I mean, there's only so many shots in a, in a basketball game. A lot of guys looking for those shots now on this team with Curry, you know, with both Splash Brothers, with Duran now. I wouldn't say that, you know, Draymond needs to have the ball, needs to shoot, but he likes to shoot a little bit too, and that's another option. So what do you think about those two uh, things? Well, you mentioned that, I mean, not to go too, like, I guess, opposed to your uh, big man observance. Yeah, Zaza Puchilia, I don't think he'll be consistent. Uh, the sleeper... Right, they brought in him too. Right, the high, the low-risk, high-reward would be JaVale McGee. You know, he hasn't been really the most... I guess, uh, mentally sound player. He's got the talents of being a really good big man. I would say, I would compare him to like the Chris Anderson personality wise and, and like defensive wise. Of But is he really not, he's not really a rim protector though, right? Um, I mean, in Denver, he, when he was early on, he did a really good job of playing interior D, uh, for them when they had Carmelo, I think Carmelo for one more year left at the time and, uh, Andre Miller and all those people. So I think, I think in a good uh, cultural uh, organization like the Warriors, I think he could definitely be the starting center for these guys and be a huge impact. I, I, I think it's mainly just based on his previous talents and the combination of being under Coach Kerr. So we'll see. I mean, that's, that's, that's later in the season, but for now the team is as is. I, I think they lost a couple key pieces with uh, Barbosa. And uh, most spates, uh, definitely locker room people. So I think, and it, they already said that they're not going to go for that record again. You know, so they're going to work, uh, get right. ready for the season. So I'm going to put my expectations actually closer to Cleveland, maybe a little bit less because I think the Western got a little really? more better. I'm going to go with uh, 60 wins. I think I picked 62 wins for the Cavs. So yeah, I think they're going to. I'm going to. I was going to say 65 wins myself. Which obviously a downgrade. That's still a couple more than you're taking, I guess. I think they'll at least still get to, yeah, sixty-five. That's gonna be my pick. Okay, so sixty-five, and let's check out these. The odd makers. Uh, they say a sixty-six. I, it's got to be in the sixties. Sixty-six point five. Sixty-six point five. So you're so a we closer. both took under. We both went under. Um, yeah, I, I. I mean, they're gonna get their wins, obviously, even if it takes a little bit to gel. Um, unless there's some type of major injury, but that could be happen to any team. Um, should we talk Clippers now? Their kind of rival there. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. Uh, I really have high expectations for these clips. Um, really? Okay. Why is that? Well, I mean, once I'm putting money down on these Clippers, they're twenty to one odds. I think it's a pretty favorable odd. So I'm. I get a little biased there, but also. I, time time is already you know, people said time ran out on this team you know maybe last season but they're staying put and they're staying packed and then you add a player like you had Raymond Felton you had a uh, Mo Spates yeah you, you added some depth that they did not have in the last three seasons and I really like this team uh I think I think with Blake Griffin being uh healthy this year 
and coming off that injury and also not punching any more equipment managers. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think it's going to be even MVP-like year for uh, BG. So I'm going to go with a little higher on them uh, than expected. Maybe I'm going to go with uh, 58 wins for these guys. 58? Yeah. Okay. I thought you might even go higher than that the way you were talking. Because um, that's kind of the number I'm around. Actually, I- I'm going to probably go... F- I'm just going to go one below you with 57 wins. I don't love their... De- I mean, they did add some players. You're saying their depth. I still don't love their depth uh, in the backcourt, really. And another thing, you know, Austin Rivers, I never liked. Uh, we'll see how he plays. but And and they bring in Ray Felton, fine. He's pretty old, though. And just in general... This team is pretty old. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More than half their players over 30, I believe, which is true for the Cavs as well, so you can never go just by that. But I don't know. I mean, this really is the absolute year. They have to do it. They have to find a way to knock off the Warriors. I don't think they will. And, um, I, yeah, I'll say 57 wins, though, and, okay. and do enough to get it done. So we're both over. It's 53 and a half. 53. Okay, that's so Vegas is really low on the Clippers. What, are they, what do you think they're – thinking there uh i don't know maybe it's just a pattern of who they are the last couple years but i think this team uh, genetically is just different like austin rivers who was not even a factor two years ago was just like a charity for his son to be on uh, you know uh, doc rivers to pick up his son but now he's actually a good player um so even though i've heard that they don't get along as well though father and son don't only time that's happened father coaching his own son and I have heard, like, Austin Rivers doesn't even like his dad or something. Well, he hasn't really. I mean, it's that cat's in the cradle in the Silver Spoon scenario. Dad's not around for for him to see all his accomplishments. So right. maybe they'll be better as, you know, they're both, he's retired, and then they get to spend some time. Hey, remember that time where I benched you for the rest <laughs> of the second half of the, of the playoffs? Uh, <laughs> remember that time where I had you guard Steph Curry and you got destroyed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, those were the days. Those were the days. Okay, cool. So uh, you, we both had them over. Uh, th- should, we, uh, yeah. should we keep it in Staples here? Yeah, let's keep it in La La Land. We got the uh, newly uh, appointed coach, Luke Walton-led Lakers. Yeah, that's right. I like that hire, definitely. I think he's a good coach. He, he seemed like he was with... The Warriors, when um, Kerr was out for, you know, almost half the season last year. Right, right. And obviously, maybe you'd say it's not hard to coach a great team like that, but he, sh- uh, he showed some stuff. And by the way, this is interesting. Well, we're talking about how, how old players and young players and young coaches like Walton is. Um, how much older is Luke Walton, you think, than the oldest player on the on the Lakers roster right now? Uh, how much older? So he is the yes. o- oldest uh, he is older than anyone on the roster, but by how much? I would say a year. Not even. He's five months. Or sorry, he's seven months older than uh, the, the artist formerly known as Ron Artest himself, Metal World Peace. Uh, seven months older than him, and that's his oldest player. They also got uh, Jose Lu- Calderon, Luol yeah, Deng, Lu- Nibrayan, Mozgov. Yeah. Those are all guys, older guys, too. Is that helpful? I mean, that could be a little youth movement in coaching here. Could that help, especially with a lot of young guys on the team, like your D'Angelo Russells, uh, Brandon Ingram uh, from the draft, um, guys like that? What do, you, what do we think? Yeah, so, I mean, they definitely added some good veterans and stayed with their core people. Julius Randall was gone for majority of last year. T-Rob from the Nets. The Moth God is in the building. I, I mean, obviously this team is a little bit more improved and a better coach is, uh, you know, situated there. 
I don't see much happening in very competitive uh, Pacific Division and Western Conference. So I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know how bad they were last year. I think they were either under 20 wins or just over 20. They're close to that number, I think. Yeah. Which I, I think they'll be better than. Yeah, better I'm going to prove them to like five wins. So I'm going to go 25 wins. Oh, all right. That was my number. Um, I well, there, no, there's no nothing said we can't pick the same number, right? I agree with you. I, I like 25 wins for the Lakers. Uh, yeah. Wow. We basically almost got this uh, without fractions uh, our decimal points. So 24 and a half. So. Well, uh, so it seems like uh, we're all on the same page here. Yep. Uh, I guess we know what we're talking about. Yeah, I think D'Angelo Russell uh, can have a good year here. And I think Ingram can come in right away and do some things. And they, the addition by subtraction, you know, subtracting, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's his name on out of there, uh, Byron Scott. So, B. Scott. Who obviously didn't do a good job and didn't go all the good players. And the subtraction of Kobe, of course. You know? Well, I mean, uh, my biggest question, will Swaggy P be Instagram famous for either, uh, or Snapchat famous for a dick pic? Or uh, will he be Instagram famous for him making out with, like, five broads? Uh, with Who knows? Uh, what's Vegas' money on that right now? Uh, right? I'm sure it's, like, uh, uh, you know, three to four odds. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they, they probably should have tried to get him off the team somehow. But, oh, well. Um, keep it entertaining. It'll be weird to see the Lakers this year with no Kobe for the uh, first time in forever. All right, let's keep it in Cali. Uh, Sacramento Kings. Sacktown? Okay. Sacktown. Um this team's interesting to me, I won't lie. Why do you uh, say that? I don't know if they'll be good. Well, a couple things. So, obviously, Boogie Cousins always going to be interesting. What's his attitude going to be like? Will he play well? Will he not? Will he get along with people? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am interested that they brought Dave Yeager in, who I, I think is a good coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little surprised Memphis moved away from him. And we haven't got to them yet, but we'll, we'll see if they're going to take a dip. But I, I kind of like Jaeger, and I, I think he might be able to do an okay job. But the issue is the roster, uh, as as it always is with the Kings. So it doesn't exactly work still. Although I don't mind it from, yeah, the the front court. It's another way the, there's bad depth in the back court with this team as well. Plus Rudy Gay, what are you going to be able to get from him? It's, it's always questionable. Um, but... I don't know. I I think this team's mediocre probably, but I, I am kind of interested to watch them. I, I guess I don't I didn't give too many reasons, but Yeah, I mean I nonetheless. They were pretty they were pretty uh, I wanna say pretty young, but they just relied on a lot of young players last year. They did add some depth with uh, some veterans. They got Aaron Aflalo from the Knicks, Matt Barnes and uh, Ty Lawson, who's always been like moving around since he was smoking some weed in uh, in the Mile High State. Uh, during the draft. But, you know, I think uh, either you have to move the pieces like the Rudy Gay, Ben Malcolmores to get someone maybe a little bit more bigger and uh, a little bit more defensively because Boogie Cousins, yeah, yeah is he's a, he's a beast, a horse in the paint. But, I mean, defensively, he gets a couple weak side blocks, but he's not a good defender overall. No, but they do have Willie Collegestein, who is a good defender. So they kind of got that covered from the – that's why I like their – their backcourt a little bit. I mean, the frontcourt, rather, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Costa Kufos is okay, too. Um, so yeah, wh- what do you got for them? I'll say 10 more than the Lakers. Uh, pencil me in for 35. 35? I'm going to go with 30. Okay, so I'm way higher on them than you are. And the Vegas says 32 and a half, so we're right in the middle. 
um, mm. between the two. Interesting. Okay. Wrap it up with the Suns then for yep. the Pacific. Yep. Phoenix, Gene Gray, Suns in the building. Ooh, okay, that's uh, a stretch. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. So the Suns, I do. I I like their draft pick a lot, Dragon Bender. I think he's going to be good. Uh, on the other hand, though, I don't really like much else that's going on with this team. I don't think they're going to be good. Do you disagree? Yeah, I mean, they've they've had a lot of the same pieces over the past five years since uh, Steve Nash's son's were, era was over. And they've had a lot of coaching change. Uh, something wrong with the culture. I think it has yeah. to do... Yeah, sorry, just to point out with this culture thing. They just also cut their draft pick from last year, Archie Goodwin, which is a very surprising move, so... Yeah, there's it, something going on there. Yeah, so you know when they had, um, you know when they had the Steve Kerr and they had uh, Dave Griffin of the Cavs, you, you could tell like these two people have a huge part of those organizations doing really well, right? And those were from the Suns, uh, so they they had those people in place, but now they have this new regime, and I think Sarver is just a terrible owner, and it starts with him being who he is and being cheap and just cutting people left and right and firing coaches left and right. Who they have right now? Earl Watson as their coach? Earl Watson, yeah. Yeah, I, that's Which, not eh. they. That's not going to go anywhere. Um, so I'm going to go with, because they're a little bit more talented than uh, the Kings, I'm going to go with 33 wins for this team. Okay, I disagree. I think they're less talented than the Kings, on paper at least. Um, I will say... Uh, this is a team that I will put at uh, 30 wins myself. Okay, so uh, you're closer to Vegas. They have 26 and a half. So I'm obviously really high. I think that's the highest uh, I've ever picked a team from the odds. So we'll oh, see. Well. We'll see how that rolls out. All right, what next division do we have next? We got Southwest. We'll go to the Southwest. Sure, sure. So that would be uh, the Spurs division. Yes. Yeah, let's go with uh, alphabetically. Let's go with uh, we'll go with the Triangle, Texas, uh, Dallas. Start with okay. them. Yeah, uh, sure. Because why not? We went to a game last year, a Mavs game. Uh, both of our first time in the Big D there. Uh, yep. Took in a Mavs Grizz game. Let's start with them. I don't remember the result because of many reasons, but I think also because the game was kind of not oh, that entertaining. The, the Mavs lost, uh, I, uh, just remind you. Okay, just. all right, cool. So the Mavs have added two uh, major pieces from the uh, Warriors championship team two years ago. They got Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogot. A- and then they re- brought back Devin Williams, uh, not Devin Williams, Darren Williams, uh, Devin Harris, and J.J. Barea. And, and also Seth Curry is doing some work, apparently. He got signed from the Kings last year in the preseason. Right. So... What what do you think? Is this a recipe for some kind of success, or is just same old Mavs as last year? Well, I kind of if we could get the record last year, I would be interested. Um, they they overachieved last year, I would say. I can give you their record from last Basically, year. Basically, yeah. they they're kind of moved things around, but it, I don't see if they um, it makes any difference. I mean, they basically they're replacing um, what's his name with uh, Harrison Barnes, uh, who went to the Grizzlies. Oh, oh Chandler Parsons. Yeah. Chandler Parsons, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, brings up Curry and still have Darren Williams, who's old. Nowitzki, obviously very old, but still can shoot. I, w- what is the number you had from them last year? Last year, uh, they were 42 wins. Okay. I Yeah, I'm not big on Barnes, obviously. He'll have a little more work to do now. Maybe that's better for him. I don't know. He could get lost in the shuffle and go on, stay and go on a cold streak like he obviously did in the playoffs and the finals. But... um. 
I don't think they're going to win more games than they did last year. Put me down for 39 wins for the uh, – 38 wins for the Mavs. You know, that's the same age as Dirt and the Whiskey. Um, yes, and actually, age. 38. And actually was leading towards his, his age. He's played 18 years in the league. Rick Carlisle is definitely a good coach, but – yeah, definitely. I, I don't think uh, this team's going to turn it around into like a very high point again until the Dirk regime is over. It's not a not not a knock on him, but you pay the guy kind of like the Kobe way, give him all the money for him to see you know see it through his career, and that's it. You know, so I, I think he's got two more years left, and and he's going to retire. So uh, I'm going to go with 38 wins as well. Uh, let's see what Vegas got yeah, them. So, so 38 would be missing the playoffs then in the West, yeah. Yeah, I mean, depending on how uh, if the Western is is good, but based on what we were talking about, then we think the Western Conference got a little better. Thirty nine and a half, so we're not that far off. We're close, and Derek will be at that age soon or not. Yep. Uh, so you said stay in Texas, Houston. Or? Stay stay in Texas. What? Who do you want to cover next? Uh, well, there's only one more Texas. Oh no, there's two: San Antonio, right? Uh, well, let's go Houston. Uh, so this team, I think, will probably improve on their record from last year. They got um, Dwight out of there. Obviously, Harden needs to step up this year, and I think he will. Um, they brought in Mike D'Antoni. That's the biggest thing to really run a fast, fast-paced style of offense here, which mm-hmm. I don't think is bad for this team. So they're going to give up. They, you know, they weren't a defensive-inclined team anyway, especially with you know Dwight now. Right. I think Patrick Beverly is actually hard to start the season, although he's their better, obviously, defender. But Harden's going to run the point uh, for D'Antoni. They're going to score a lot, give up a lot, but, uh, uh, you know, they bring in Ryan Anderson as well as a shooter. I like uh, them to – what was their record last year? Do you have that as well? Oh, well, they're the eighth seed. Uh, their record last year right. was 41-41 uh, and 41 at the eighth seed. They just beat out the Jazz last year for that. Okay, so I think they'll be better this year. I, I, I'm going to actually put them at 47 wins for me. Um, yeah, I think I think that's definitely up there. I actually might go higher than you. Um, I'm gonna go with okay. 50 wins, and I'll tell you why. Um, obviously, D'Antoni offense runs really smoothly um, when you got really offensive power guys. Uh, when he was on the Knicks, he, he they were like a losing team, and then when he was on the Lakers, they were a regressed team. But he's got a young team now. I'm gonna even make a prediction that James Harden, Ryan Anderson, and Trevor Ariza will be in the top 10 in three points made. Because that's what they're going to be All doing. Three of them? Yeah, because it, it's just yeah. so many shots in the D'Antoni system, and uh, maybe top twenty. And Trevor Ariza is going to be having a huge year just from hitting threes, maybe even averaging twenty points a game. Uh, James Harden is going to go off for like thirty something points a, a game and MVP caliber. So that's my reasons for picking fifty wins. Uh, All right, b- bold choice, but I like it. House and Rockets have forty-one and a half, so that's even higher than uh, the last the lower one. Lower is only forty-one. Yeah. Yeah, they're not that bull. bull they're oh, wow. kind of We're bullish. Way than them. They're kind of bullish on these uh, rockets. They're bearish on them. That would be. Yeah, bearish or bullish. Bearish is the bad one. So they're, we're bullish on them. We're bullish. Yes, that's why you know if you go down to Wall Street, like down where I, I'm in the cube now, of course, uh, recording this, but right uh, down the street from the cube here is that bull statue on Wall Street, and that's uh, you know to signify good market positivity. Uh, oh, we're bullish. Yeah, I see. We're not, and ironically, if you go back and listen to the last episode, Eastern Conference preview, we're not. At least I wasn't. I can't remember, you know, but I was not bullish on the Bulls themselves. Yeah, 
That's a play on words. Uh, so I was bearish on the Bulls, but will I be bullish on the Bears, a.k.a. the Memphis Grizzlies? Let's move to them. Yeah. As we said, they they brought in the guy who's I was blanking on his name for some reason, but Chandler Parsons, of course. Injury concern, mm-hmm. um, of course, as usual. They have this guy now in here, Jermichael Green, who's supposed to be a good um, big man, and they paid Mike Conley the most money of anyone in history of the NBA. So, and they still have a uh, Zach Randolph and Vince Carter, uh, who are old as fuck, and Vince Carter is the oldest player in the NBA. Yeah, VC is going for just threes now. Although he did a lot of dunking last year, still surprisingly. Uh, and he think he dunked in that game we went to that Mavs that aforementioned Mavs game where the Grizzlies won. He he's an ageless wonder. So I mean, for a guy that was just kind of mailed it in in Toronto towards the end, um, yeah. for some reason he's just rejuvenized his career to be still a good backup score, a couple points off the bench. Uh, yeah, injury concerns. Marcus All coming off a big injury last year was gone majority of the year. Mike Conley, Zach Randolph is apparently coming off the bench this year and. Who's their coach again? They got the guy from so Miami. So they brought in David Fisdale. Yeah, from Miami. He's a long-time yes. assistant. So. Who is getting good reviews, I know I saw, but uh, or at least I don't know if it's called reviews. He's getting – a lot of people are saying that's a good hire, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. Like I said, I liked Dave Yeager. I don't really know much about Fisdale. I uh, – with all the things I just said to you, like getting older and uh, the young guys are, what, uh, Tony Roden – uh, they got Andrew Harrison. Andrew Harrison, yep. yeah, I mean, yep. from Kentucky. So I don't know. That's not much to speak on yet. And Parsons might not be able to stay healthy. I don't think this – I still think they're going to be around an eighth seed type of deal, but that's going to put them at, like, 41 wins for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's too many question marks on this team. A lot of young players are relying on to, you know, do the damage and – and uh, kind of keep this team up. Now, if, if David Tisdale is good at motivating young players, I don't know really his profile as an assistant coach, then that might help. But him having a first year uh, in a very competitive Western Conference, I don't I don't like that matchup for them. I don't like that uh, mix. So I'm going to go with 39 wins for these Grizzlies. So All right, so we're pretty close. Um, they got 43 and a half uh, from all Vegas. Right, so we're bearish on the Bears, mm-hmm. on the Grizz. All right. Uh, let's end with San Antonio. So let's go to New Orleans quickly here. Anthony Davis is kind of a question mark. His health was as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a down year last year, so I would think you'd want to have a big year this year. But um, this team doesn't really have much going on talent-wise other than him. I mean, they brought they drafted Buddy Heald, who is a good shooter, it looks like. Right. Good scorer um, out of Oklahoma, right? Uh, you know, they have, like, uh, Terry Gevins is hurt as well, I think. Um, their starting lineup is not great. They brought in Solomon Hill from Indiana. Mm-hmm. They have, like, Etwan Moore, mm-hmm. uh, Omar Ashik, Quincy Pondexter. Not, not, they have a lot of kind of, you know, what I would call seventh-eighth men, but that have to, de- you know, play, a, if not start, be the, the sixth, seventh guy. I don't think this team is going to win a whole lot of games. They're definitely going to finish last in the division for me. Mm-hmm. So, and and I do think Alvin Gentry is a fine coach, but so he might get a little more out of them than another coach would. But I would have to say, I don't know, thirty-three wins. 
I, I, I agree with you on a lot of counts on this one, too. I, I think uh, Alvin Gentry is good for, like, two and a half years of coaching as a head coach, but he's better as an assistant coach and being developing the players. So I, I'm going to go with 30... I'm going to go with 34 wins uh, for this team. They're not making the playoffs. Anthony Davis is a beast, but he can't carry the team alone. Who's going to be their second scorer or a guy like Drew Holiday, who's been injury concerns in the last couple years? Tyreek Evans, he gained like 30 pounds last year. And Lance Stevenson, you know, like these are all, these aren't like dependable players and consistent. If one of them can be consistent this year, then that changes a lot, but uh, I doubt that's going to happen. So I'm going to go with, uh, you said, you said 33, right? Yeah, you just said 34. 34, okay. And Vegas has them at 36. Yeah, uh, so Vegas has them at 36.5. Okay, so we're low on that. We're both low this time, too, With I guess with um, the Grizzlies as well as the Pellies. Um, all right, that's interesting. I don't know what Vegas is seeing there exactly. Um, all right, so Spurs then. And uh, just like no Kobe in L.A., It'd be weird to see no Timmy in uh, San Antonio. Yeah, it'll definitely be weird. Also seeing uh, Pau Gasol wearing a, a Spurs jersey. Uh, there's, uh, it's not that weird, but yeah, he's in there now. No, it's not that weird, but just like you know, like uh, he went from the Bulls. He was an All Star last year for the Bulls. Uh, now he's the center. Now, from what I've read, depending on how they can work it out. They might. Uh, they didn't like a lot of things that Lamarcus did last year. Um, yeah, I was going to bring that up. There's some rumblings that he's not happy as well. There. Yeah, so he could be potentially moved this year. Spurs are very understanding of who's a right fit for the culture and who isn't, and they don't mind putting like other players like Tiago split the Tiago splitters of the world that are just like no name people when they come in, but then become a really good force with the chemistry of the, the Spurs. They added David Lee as well. I think he'll have a pretty solid year, not anything spectacular, maybe a double, maybe just under a double, double. Uh, and then they kept most of the point guards and shooting guards the same. Danny green, Ginobili Parker. Yeah. I like, I like a lot of things this team is going to do this year, even without Duncan. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, 54 wins for this team. Okay. Um, I'll go one more. I'm going to say... Well, what did I say for Warriors? Are you writing these down? Uh, of course not. Uh, that's not what I do. <laughs> uh, Warriors, I, you had, I don't know. You had 60... No, you had 59, I think, or 60 wins. I had 62. No, no, you had higher. You had 66. I had 62. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they'll win as many as the Warriors, but I do think they're going to get second still. And the reason I'm saying that is even with concerns about Aldridge, no Duncan, uh, Manu and Parker very old, and you know they don't have the greatest depth anymore. Even though Pop's good at finding guys, I'm putting it on Kylie Leonard. I think he's going to have a potential MVP season. I've always liked him anyway, and I think he has a big year here. It's really his team now, with those other guys old and Duncan gone. Uh, so I think they can win 60 games. So you're relying on the House of Kawhi to do big That's things. Right. 60 I, and 22. You know, I'm going to change mine. You convinced me a little bit more. I forgot. I mean, how do you forget about Kawhi? Maybe it's because he's just so quiet and a mute. He really doesn't, you know, do much in terms of personality-wise. I'm going to change mine from 52 to... Uh, yeah, that's pretty low. Yeah, I'm going to go with 61. 
uh, on that. So you're going to go even higher than me now because I just said sixty. Well, well yeah, this is Price is Right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with sixty one on that. Again, this is, we never declared that this was a competition or whatever. No, 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 not at all. So uh, apparently we're a little bit over uh, fifty six and a half for the Spurs. So. 56 and a half. Okay, that's, uh, I, I guess they're a little lower. I can see why that would be. And I can see that happening. It depends how the season goes. It depends what, how much they want to keep their foot on the gas, I guess. All right, so only one more division to go in the NBA. All right, so you're ready t- to tip it off. Northwest, and you talk about Tim Duncan no longer being there. Let's go to the other big uh, retiree and the big ticket, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, with, um, you got Tibbs coming to this team. I like the move. Um, I, I like this team's roster. I think Carl uh, Anthony Towns will be better than he was even last year as a rookie. He'll do some big things. I think Gordy Jang will also be better in terms of just defensively holding the, the middle down. I don't know. I think this is almost a playoff-bound team. Yes, so I was going to say, well, I mean, before we even talk more about the, the, the players they have, in terms of record-wise, playoff-wise, I'm putting them with, kind of with the Grizzlies, I think, around maybe sliding into that eighth, eighth seed. Maybe they're on the outside looking in at the end of the year, but that's good for, like, 40 wins for me, I think. I, I really like Thibodeau a lot. Um, he's going to get them ready to go. A lot of it depends. I think Ricky Rubio needs to have a big year for once, to me. He needs to really facilitate and they got the rookie point guard as well Chris Dunn who, mm-hmm. who by all accounts is good so from, obviously from Connecticut Towns is going to be fine um, Wiggins we'll see what he brings mm-hmm. if he really makes like a superstar step I don't exactly see that happening but but yeah the the, the, the point guard's got to play well and uh, I think and obviously I think the defense will be good with with Tim running the show a lot better at least than it was yeah I mean they added also some solid veterans with uh, Cole Aldrich and Jordan Hill and yeah, I just I like this team makeup wise. I feel like all the pieces kind of fit uh, really well. You got high flyers, you got defensive guys, you got wingmen, you got fast point guards. There's there's not a like, and also gunners like Zach Levine and Andrew Wiggins. So I think Coach Tibbs is going to be a Coach of the Year candidate. You know, turning this team from I think they were twenty twenty nine. I'm gonna look at it. Twenty nine wins last year. I'm gonna go with uh, forty three wins for these for these guys. All right, so you see a fourteen game improvement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's best case scenario for And uh Vegas has forty one and a half, actually. Wow. Oh, you're close then. Yeah. 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 Oh we're both. We we're in there that's right in the middle of ours, I guess, at forty. Yep. Yep. All right. So we went to Minnesota. Where do you want to go next, Drew? All right, let's go to Denver where they brought in Mike Malone to coach now, who's on the Kings for a bit before getting fired. Um they have a bunch of like European players. Um, that are kind of interesting. The Joker. Joker and Nurkic, which mm-hmm. is kind of confusing, but that that's like their four and five starting probably. Mm-hmm. Get Gallinari, if he stays healthy, can be decent. And a big question mark is, uh, maybe not question mark, but a big uh, X factor is Moutier in France. Young player there, and is he going to really step it up this year? Other than that, it's not the most interesting team or anything. I don't know, they right. still have old ass Mike Miller. Uh, Wilson Chandler is decent. I don't know. Uh, what, do you have any uh, opinions on this team? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of this team at all. Really, um, I think it's due to the fact that they just have too many young pieces. They kind of remind me of like the Western Conference Orlando Magic of like the last couple of years. Uh, and you know they have players just in, in stuck in in Denver and 
no one's actually people are calling for them, but then Denver's not picking up the phone. Really, they're not really making any moves. They have to make a couple moves well, who, this year. Who does who do they want from this team? I guess Fareed, maybe someone would want. Or yeah, Shane Kenneth Fareed is definitely uh, Wilson Chandler. Kenneth he Fareed doesn't start anymore now. Even neither of them do. Yeah, but he still is a good player, and that's what I think. Like they're in purgatory in Denver. A lot of these players. Like, they could be helping out a team that needs, like, a rebounding and good defense and Kenneth Fareed, Wilson Chandler as well. What, what's a Malone's style as a coach, really? Do you know? I mean, when he was on the Kings, he, I think he's a little more defensive philosophy. I don't know if he has, like, a like an offense that's, like, quick, like a motion offense or something. I don't really study him that much. But I know he's got a little high defensive philosophy. So he's got pieces mm-hmm. that can play defense. Although I kind of like this. Looking at the team now, I think they should kind of be a more off. Or they should shoot a lot and stuff, or try to get the offense moving quickly for what. Well, they have to, I but I don't think they they're capable of doing that. You know, like I, I think they're capable. Well, no, making the buckets. I think they're capable of running the speed, but I don't think they can make the buckets. You know. Yeah. So what, what's your win? You, you can go first on this one. I'm gonna go with uh, 32 wins for this team. All right. I, I think I like them just slightly more than you. I'll say 34 wins. Uh, well, you hit it. Uh, it's thirty-four and a half. Okay. So, congrats, Padre. You got it. You should feel excited right, about it. I got it in Denver. What about the Portlandia Troubles? I was just about to say that. Well, I'm pretty pumped for this team. They they surpassed so many expectations last year. They were they had a whole brand new starting five lineup, and they weren't even supposed to do anything really. Did they? Uh, they beat. Uh, it wasn't a completely new starting lineup last year. Except, except Lillard. Lillard. No, except yeah. Lillard. But they had a whole. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. They had four new people add to the starting lineup from the year before. Okay, said, okay. Um, right. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, with CJ McCollum doing a big things this year, Evan Turner um, coming back, and Alan Crabb also coming back. He was signed to the Nets for an offer sheet. I like I like this team a lot. My biggest my biggest thing of acquisition is obviously Shabazz Napier, two time national defending UConn Huskies champion. Yeah, uh, but he hasn't done much in the NBA so far. No, I know, but he's insurance for injury, like a Damian and Lillard or CJ McCollum. This is my main problem with the team. I think it's a playoff team, but still. But my main problem is depth. Uh, I, Napier hasn't shown me anything in the NBA other than Alan Crabb, who, who's a pretty good. Um, Six seven man type of guy. No, I think he's they a don't starter for this team him. now. So, sorry, I think he'll be a starter over Alfarica Minu this year. Okay, so either one you want to switch in, fine. That's still not great depth. They brought in Festus Azili from Golden State. Uh, he's nothing that special. Um, Evan Turner, I guess, would be the most interesting piece they brought in. So, so maybe I'll take it back. If Evan Turner has a good season. And maybe Napier plays better than I think he's capable of, as well as Azili. And maybe they do have enough depth to, to make a decent run at it. If that doesn't happen, then I think they could struggle a bit um, behind Lillard and McCollum and, and uh, whatnot. And, of course, they got one of the Plumleys in there as well, starting out, I imagine, over Azili. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you dare forget about Plumley. He's a... Well, he should start over Azili, unless they're going to start Azili, which I don't think they will. Yeah, so, yeah at center. They had Plumlee and Myers Leonard doing their thing uh, last year. Yeah, Myers Leonard, okay, if he if yeah. he can step up and what is he? It's his second year in the league too. Uh, I think it's fourth year or in third. The yeah, oh, fourth. Okay, yeah. maybe I'm mistaking him for someone else. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess like um, forty four wins for me. Forty four wins. Yeah, which should be like a six seed or this type of deal. Again. Yeah, I think they're gonna stay where they were last year too. Um, uh, and I think. Uh, 
I think it's going to go, I was going to say 44, but I'll go with 43 um, wins just to be a little more different on that front. And All Port- right. Portland Trailblazers are a little higher on Vegas. Oh, uh, really? Okay. 46 and a half. So. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a little high for me. Yeah, I think Vegas is really screwed up on that. I think they're going to be regretting that uh, and rue the day of picking 46 and a half. All right, so we went to Portland, Minnesota, and Denver. Let's go to Utah, and then we can... That's right. Yeah, let's end on uh, OKC. That's more interesting. Um, Utah, though, to me is, I think, uh, could be a pretty good team. I I was saying um, Portland... 60 type of deal. I could even see Utah 5 seed type of deal this year. Wow. Wow. Really um, high on these guys. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty high on them. I, Quinn Snyder seems to be a good coach, even though he looks like, as I've said before, he looks like a, a drunk detective yeah. on the sideline. I, think he, he's I feel like he, coach, he has though. DUIs like every other week, basically. Yeah. So, so they, they brought in George Hill, uh, who's mm-hmm. been on the Pacers the past couple years. They brought in Joe uh, Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, both these guys are going to start, I imagine. Maybe Johnson comes off the bench, but no, I think he's going to start. Well, I don't know. Is Gordon Hayward healthy to start the year? That's a question. No, he's going to miss about uh, yes. two weeks to a month. Yeah. Okay, so Johnson starts in his place, mm-hmm. but then when if Gore, if Hayward gets back in, you know he's a good player. Um, Rudy Gobert is tough around the rim, blocking all type of shots, and I don't know. I was saying the depth wasn't good on as good on Portland. Maybe you can make a case that it won't be as good on as similar on the Jazz. I think I like the Jazz a little bit better though. They they have Shelvin Mack, who I think is a decent backup point guard. Yeah. They have Boris Diaw, who's old, but he can still play a bit. Um, uh, like who else do they have? Dante Exum. Uh, we'll see what he can bring. So you know, I don't know. Uh, that's one team where depth could go either way too. But basically, it's a lot of potential to me with this team couple of veterans and then a lot of younger players with potential or not even just younger but mid-level you know like like a like a Hayward like uh Derek Favors they're mm-hmm. they're transitioning into like the prime type of deal actually so or the start of it um so and with the coach I, I think is good I'm gonna say 46 um, wins for the, the, the Jazz yeah, um, I, I don't know 46, but I do like this team making the playoffs uh, as an AC because they just missed it by one game last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if if it's a high year for the, you know, if it's a high year for wins this year for the Western Conference, I think 46 would be right for an eighth seed. Um, but I'm going to go based that on... That would be really high for, yeah. I, I'm having eighth seeds and even six, seven, and eighth seed lower than mine. Yeah, so I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with just uh uh, three win or four, no two win improvement from last year. Forty two wins, just edging out to the eighth seed. I I have concerns about you know even Gordon Hayward being out for a month. That's their best player. Rudy Gobert will improve. I do like the fact that Boris Diaw and Joe Johnson's added team. I think that veteran experience will help uh, a lot with these younger players and George Hill too. I mean he's not that old compared to the other two, but um, they've all been a part of winning. 30-ish probably, right? Yeah, they've been all part of winning teams, gone to the Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, Championships, Boris DL. So I really like I like those additions. So I think it's enough just to get them over the hump and make the playoffs. Uh, and I think they'll be swept by whoever team plays them um, in the first, first round. Uh, so I have them at 42 wins. You had 45, right? I think I even said 46. Wow, you actually, Vegas is really high on these guys. 47 and a half. So, okay, yeah. So, I, yeah, okay. So it, there is a lot of buzz, I guess. I mean, I had been hearing buzz about Utah 
around. So that might have colored my opinion a bit too. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they'll be good. No, no, um, I, I don't disagree with you. I think I, I, that would be optim. Like I'm a fan of this team. I, I'll watch them on League Pass. So optimistically, that that makes sense. So yeah, Go Bears fun to watch, and yeah, when they get Hayward back. Um, all right, so one one team left only. Yeah, and uh, it's an interesting one, certainly. Yeah, uh, the uh, either the MVP or runner-up for MVP, I think, Russell Westbrook, uh, is going to have a huge year. This is finally the Alpha Dogs team. I really like I like the addition of Victor Oladipo. I think they're going to be similar to, uh, you know, a double backcourt of C.J. McCollum and and Damian Lillard. They'll, they'll question yeah. go up for that. I, and uh, just to touch on Oladipo, I think it's going to – I think he's, we're going to see an improvement from him over what he had in – Orlando disappointed a bit, you would say, right? Didn't quite live up to expectations there, being the number two overall draft pick. I think it's better for him not to be like he's a type of guy that I think is will be a good number two. He's not, you know, he's not going to get in Westbrook's way. He wants to be that type of guy. Go back, play defense, hit an open shot when you can get it. If hopefully the shooting improves from what it's been so far, but I, I think it's a good fit for him. Yeah, and I think I think Landon Donovan is one of the better coaches in the NBA. Uh, I would say he's a- uh, sorry. Uh, he's, I didn't know Landon Donovan switched from soccer to basketball. Yeah, Landon Donovan is uh, is coaching now. What is what's the guy coach's name? Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan from a Florida fan. Well, I mean, now I, I'm not huge on Donovan. I don't know. I mean, he looked better to me than Scott Brooks, I guess. It, it, it did seem t- that he took it a while to figure out the NBA last year. Like, during the regular season, he, he made a lot of gaffes, I would say. But as the playoffs rounded into shape, he was getting better. So maybe he'll be that much better this year. And, of course, he does have championship caliber as a college coach, at least. Um, but, yeah, it's really Westbrook's team. And this Steven Adams guy also pretty much came out of nowhere last year, you would say, right? Yeah, I mean, he he is so strong and does not fear anyone. He reminds me of a Ben Wallace type uh, yeah. player, you know. Well, you know, I'm always talking about them Thrones, and even though I'm not in uh, Casterly Pod right now, I'm in the cube, of course. I do. Uh, there was a lot of comparisons of him to like a Dothraki last year, like Carl <laughs> Drogo, and not to mention the the Thunder this year have a player named Joffrey as well. So. <laughs> this is going to be my team here. You're a fan of this team. Yeah. He's actually, Especially, sorry, go ahead. Joffrey is from Molehouse, France. And Molehouse sounds, yeah, like a, French. A, sounds like a place in, in Game of yeah, Thrones. There's so. a place called Mole's Town. It's up by the wall yeah, where, yeah. where the Night's Watchmen go to have sex with uh, prostitutes. Oh, good. So, so uh, I, I want to root for this team because, especially because of what Durant did, I want this team to be good. So I don't want that to color my opinion too much and go overboard. I don't think they'll... Well, what was the record last year? Uh, the record last year for OKC was 55-27, and 27, third seed in the West. Okay, so. okay. So I don't think they're going to have that record again. I am going to uh, downgrade them. I, I'm picking a lot of the teams, though, in this... Between the third and eighth seed, I guess, in the conference. It's all going to be in the 40 wins, I think. I only like the Spurs and the Warriors to go over 50. Maybe that's wrong, but I don't know. I see a little more parity in the West, even though it's getting better. Some of the lower teams getting some more wins, like I had Nuggets maybe getting more. Wait, did, you, you don't have the Clippers um, up above 50? I don't remember. Oh, I guess I had the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. guess I'm thinking more of a four. four yes, I did. You're right. Okay. So four through eighth, though. Yeah. So I am penciling the Thunder around the fourth seed then. Maybe Jazz fifth. 
Uh, so what did I have for the Jazz? 46. So give me 40, uh, 49 wins for the Thunder. Wow, he, that was a number I was going to pick. So 49 wins as well for me. Um, the reason being is my personal interest in, in rooting for the team, I like to see him a lot for many reasons. I feel like with Ibaka, who was really kind of upset during courses of the year last year, or times of the year, because he wasn't getting shots and all that. And he's not really a shot guy even though he made a lot of threes he's not really a shot guy so i like steven adams i like their big pickup is ersan Ilyasova, who like when he was on the bucks he was like 14 and 10 every game so i like that i like a young sabonis on this team um all right I, a sabonis son yeah sabonis son and I, like you said oladipo he, his best year was rookie season in orlando after that they just keep on adding younger pieces splitting time and putting people and starting and, and benching them. So he never was able to have a consistent amount of time since this rookie year. So I think him yeah. being a starting shooting guard for this team will be uh, huge for uh, him and the Thunder. I'm going to go with, like I said, I'm going 49 wins. Personally, I'm not rooting for the Thunder. I'm rooting for maybe uh, just Russell Westbrook because I am wearing my... Um, but he is the Thunder. I mean, what do you mean? I'm wearing my, I don't know if you can see these, I'm wearing my Sean Kemp socks right here uh, they're coming to frame a bit now what uh, is I couldn't see them that closely what makes them Sean Kemp socks well there's you know those Stan socks I gave uh, I don't know if you saw them during the wedding uh, but I gave out some Stan socks for my groomsmen and they're all NBA legends so this is Sean Kemp and during the gun t- uh, dunk contest I think when he jumped from like just uh, from half court actually no these are Gary Payton and Sean Kemp uh, so I like both of those players, and I remember okay. the I remember the Sonics, and you know I I can't be I can be mad at Durant a little bit, and I could be uh, I I can't be mad at rooting for the Thunder all the time. I like the young team because I remember Seattle being you know there. Uh, so can't never forget Seattle guys, never forget the Sonics and where they come from. So I'm gonna go with I said this already, 49 wins. So what did we? Have? Yeah, we both won 49. What do we have for OKC? Oh. If I can just make a prediction quickly, I think actually that Vegas is going to be higher than we are and have them in the 50s. Nope. 45 nope. and a half. Yeah. Oh, so we're way higher than them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm way off then. Okay. I don't know why I had to sneak that prediction and uh, be completely wrong. They think only 45, so they don't think they think they're going to take a steeper downgrade than we do. Well, I can see, I guess the path is. Oladipo doesn't pan out as well as we might think. He doesn't hit that next level. Westbrook gets frustrated. Billy Donovan's still a little confused about NBA coaching. That, that's the path for them not to get, you know, to go lower wins, I guess. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. So that's our, that's the whole we did all the teams then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to. I, I don't know if you. Real quick, I'm interested. What is your prediction for tonight, specifically in the Warriors Spurs game? Who do you think is going to win? That? I think the. The team that looks really good right now, uh, both of them look good. The Warriors were playing very seamless basketball. I think they're hosting the Spurs. Am I am I correct on that? Yeah, they're hosting the Spurs. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. They are. I'm gonna get. This is gonna be a great game. I think based on it, them being a home uh, team, I'm gonna go with this. Uh, the Warriors winning it just just barely, just barely though. So, okay, I think it's interesting because they're obviously gonna want to come out and win after their. Complete meltdown embarrassment in the finals. I can at the same time see Pop really wanting to win this one. First game without Duncan, really wanting to prove that they've still got it. So, yeah, very interesting. All right, so, but you want to talk a little, uh, little, uh, 
Uh, well, actually, before we go to Tribe, uh, <laughs> I want I want to get your thoughts on Knicks Cavs. What do you think is going to be tonight? Oh, I don't know. I could see this as surprising as it might be to see. I could see it going either way as well. I don't think it would be crazy for the Knicks to win. They beat the Cavs last year in the openings of the season, and that was without the Cavs having won the year before, which they did this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see the Cavs being, you know, they have the whole ceremony before the game. I could see them being a little distracted for this one. But at the same time, I could also see LeBron getting the team together, keeping them in it, or maybe the, just the excitement from the building pours over and they and they win easily. So, but I, I will say I don't I wouldn't be uh, to see an upset by the Knicks here wouldn't be crazy to me, especially as pumped up as the crowd's gonna be. I could see like halfway around the game, people are gonna leave and try to watch the World Series. Right. Um, right. I, even my friend has, has tickets to this Cavs game. He said he's going to leave in the third quarter to watch the World Series. People want to go to see the ceremony, obviously, but and that could sway like the you know the temperament in the building a bit. I don't know. I, I'm not going to pick a winner in any either of these games, but I, I wouldn't be shocked for the next to win. Okay, so uh, I think the Cavs will win dominantly and shut Derrick okay. Rose up, uh, thinking they're a, a superstar team. Um, okay, so. The tribe is playing. You talked about it. How are you feeling? You, could you sleep last night? Uh, I did get to sleep, but um, today has been tough. I'm glad I have this podcast to distract me right now. I'm trying to actually do work, but it's been very difficult. I'm just counting down the hours to seven tonight when the whole everything gets started. Now the game is at eight. Um, Kluber versus Lester. You know, Lester's tough. I don't think we're gonna us being the tribe. I don't think we're gonna get a, a too many hits off him. It's going to be important to scrap it out, get some runners on base. He He's famous for never throwing runners out right. or even trying to pick them off. Right. Indians have the best running team in the league, um, so that's an advantage there. The starting rotation overall for the Cubs should be deeper. Bullpen is an advantage to the Tribe. Hitters, I guess, advantage to the Cubs, but but uh, the past two teams, um, we've been underdogs to the Jays and the Red Sox because of their bats. Right. That didn't work out for those teams, so... Like we made a prediction already in the last podcast, but I, I still like what it was. With we both have, think the Indians are going to win the World Series. Yeah, hopefully that's true. Um, and, and but to do that, yeah, they're going to have to win tonight. I think, um, and I think they will. Yeah, I think the sports, like I said last uh, on our last podcast, the sports karma is definitely hitting the, the Indians on the right string. I do think they're going to have to run the pitch count on Luster a little bit more. He's a little. I mean, he's not that much older, but he's been around, you know, more than Kluber. So. Um, yeah. And I don't know enough about their bullpen on the Cubs, but I think once you sw- get Lester out there, that's when the speed and the youth of the Indians will get those runs in late innings, like maybe after sixth or fifth inning. So. Yeah. I think uh, their best bullpen guy would be like the third best guy on the Indians, which isn't bad because, I mean, they have obviously Andrew Miller, most dominant reliever in the game. Uh, and they got Cody Allen, who's great as well. So. Uh, but they, their bullpen, I believe, is supposed to be decent, one of the better ones, but just not up. You know, no one has the bullpen talent the Indians do. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be important to uh, just try to scrap a few runs across and mm-hmm. keep them off the board until we get Miller and those guys in there, maybe in the sixth, seventh inning on. Uh, realistically, with Kluber, you're going to want him to go seven, though. All right. Well, uh, and save the bullpen for later. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, I'm rooting for your Indians uh, tonight as my prediction. Hopefully, we'll go through. Um, and maybe I might join you for some... Yeah, you got to come out and watch... Uh, watch in Fidei, right? That's right. That's where the viewing party is going to be at, 
at least uh, that's my plan. Well, if I don't come, I'll be uh, at least tweeting at you nonstop until you reply to some stuff, okay? Okay, I'll see if I can do that. All right, Padre, thank you for uh, killing it on this Western Conference Preview Podcast episode 95, and we'll be seeing – no, 96, sorry. Seeing you guys on the flip side. Anything else, Padre? That'll do it, right? Uh, that's right. Go Cavs, go Tribe, and, uh, and go West to go. watch some basketball. All right. Uh, peace out. Peace. Just like me